Hello again and welcome back to Daily Devotions with North Clay Baptist Church. We are continuing in our one-year Bible reading plan today by looking at Psalm 17 through 20. Now today, starting in Psalm 17, Psalm 17 is a prayer of David. And in this Psalm, he is crying out to the Lord because of the cruelty of his enemies. Now, similarly to other Psalms, uh, we are not given the particular circumstances that undergird the content of this Psalm. Although it is probable that this Psalm was written during the time when David was being pursued by Saul. But regardless, regardless of the particular circumstances, one of the things we notice is that David is constantly looking to Yahweh. And in this Psalm, he pleads for Yahweh to intervene on his behalf, on the basis of his righteousness and on the basis of his love. And this Psalm ends with a confidence that God ultimately will never fail to vindicate his people. Moving on into Psalm 18. Psalm 18 is a Psalm of David. And as we read in the inscription, we see uh, to the choir master, a Psalm of David, the servant of the Lord, who addressed the words of this song to the Lord on the day when the Lord rescued him from the hand of all his enemies and from the hand of Saul. Calvin rightly comments in his commentary on the Psalms that we will scarcely find another individual in it whom God has tried by so many and so varied afflictions. Really, there's no one else in all of Scripture other than uh, the Lord Jesus Christ who experienced more trials, more afflictions, more tribulations, more persecution. And it just seemed that after every, uh, every affliction was followed by another affliction, especially in the early days of David's life. Um, yet despite all of these trials and tribulations, he was always looking to Yahweh. He always had his focus on the character of the Almighty God. And ultimately, when he was delivered, he remembered that it was God who brought him this deliverance. Now, one of the things we've seen throughout our study in the Bible is that in the life of the nation of Israel, they constantly forgot Yahweh. They forgot that it was Yahweh who brought them out of the land of Egypt, who delivered them from their slavery. They forgot that it was Yahweh who brought them through the Red Sea, that it was Yahweh who sustained them through the wilderness, that it was Yahweh who brought them into the promised land, that it was Yahweh who equipped them and strengthened them so that they could conquer their enemies. Instead, they constantly forgot Yahweh. And they were especially prone to forgetfulness during times of prosperity. And that is true of us today. When we are experiencing plenty, we are often prone to forget that it was God who not only delivered us from our trials and our tribulations, but who has brought us to this place and has blessed us with this prosperity. And so we should take our cues from David in Psalm 18, who on the day he was delivered from his enemies and from the hand of Saul, he did not fail to remember that it was God who brought this deliverance to him. And moving on into Psalm 19, which is another Psalm of David. And Psalm 19 is one of my favorite Psalms, along with Psalms 1 and 2 and Psalm 110. In this Psalm of Thanksgiving, David is praising the Lord for his works of creation and for the giving of his law. Often in our modern day, uh, we, are, we tend to be dismissive of the law because we're not under law, we're under grace. Um, now, it's certainly true that we are not justified by the law. And certainly no man, uh, even on his best day, is capable of adhering to the law. As we read in the New Testament that if you've broken one law, you're guilty of all of it. Um, but 
does this fact render the law as unnecessary or as burdensome? Well, absolutely not. We see in this psalm that David sees God's law as perfect, as right, as pure, as reviving to his soul, as more precious than gold. And rather than dismissing God's law, we should see the way the psalmist views God's law, and we should take our cues from that. Again, we see sort of a, a, a pointing back to Psalm 1 where we read that the blessed man is the one who delights in the law of the Lord. And certainly again in Psalm 19, we see that God's law is not only good, not only is it right, not only is it pure, but it is also beautiful. It is reviving to our souls and it is beneficial for us as his people. And lastly, in Psalm 20, another Psalm of David, this Psalm calls upon God to preserve his people and to make them prosper. While the pagan nations would often look to their own strength, the psalmist rightly recognizes that God, uh, God's people do not put their trust in horses and in chariots, but they trust in the name of the Lord. Now, although our context is somewhat different than uh, the context of this particular psalm writer, there is no human effort that we can place our trust in that won't fail us. We can place our trust and our hope in politicians, they will fail us. We can place our hope and our trust in uh, our jobs, our jobs will fail us. We can place our hope and our trust in ourselves, and ultimately, we will die and we will fail ourselves. But we do not trust in human efforts. We do not trust in chariots and horses, but we trust in the name of the Lord our God, specifically the name which is above every other name, the name at which every knee will bow and every tongue shall confess. And that is the name of our Lord Jesus Christ.